woke up at seven o'clock in the morning and I woke up to um, the sounds of chains hitting the floor. And for me, this was always a nightmare, hearing these chains. Mm -hmm. And so I get up at seven o'clock in the morning, I look outside and there's a tow truck driver there repossessing my car. Oh, wow. And I run outside. It had been the second time in eight months that my car was being repossessed. And I'm like pleading with him. My neighbors are outside. I'm a little embarrassed, but I'm pleading with him. Please don't save the car. Act like you didn't see it. Like You're listening to the Leverage Your Incredible Factor podcast with Darnielle Jervie Harmon. The place to be to leverage and scale a business that serves you financially and spiritually. I'm your host, spiritual business growth strategist, Darnielle J. Harmon. Join me each week for inspiring stories, powerful interviews, and business growth strategy to help you experience abundance in your life because of your business. If you are ready to play and pray bigger, let's get this party started. If this is your first time joining me, there's just a few things I want to make sure that you know. Number one, I am not new to this. I am true to this. For more than 10 years, I have been growing businesses, period. I am the absolute best at combining spiritual principles with business growth strategy to turn entrepreneurs into multiple six and seven figure CEOs. And no, in case you were wondering, you do not have to choose. You can love God and make both loads of money. And I'm on a mission to create even more multiple six and seven figure CEOs. Oh, and we don't do hustle and grind. We do spirituality and systems. You might be wondering exactly what the incredible factor is. And if that's you, I invite you to go all the way back to our very first episode. I even give you a really powerful worksheet that you can download so that you can find yours because it is the key to beginning to leverage and scale your business. And I am tickle purple that you are listening in today. This episode is powered by the Grow Your Business Toolkit. If you are a service-based entrepreneur who is ready to crack the code of having a seven-figure business, this toolkit will give you the keys to the seven-figure castle. Learn more or grab yours today at growyourbiztoolkit.com. In today's episode, I chat with Jewel Charles, and he says saying something a thousand times is not as powerful as seeing it once. I am so honored to share Jude with you guys. He is literally changing my life. I hired Jude this past January as my video brand strategist. Some of you have seen the videos. If you haven't, you can go to nextleveleverything.tv and you can see the three videos that Jude and I have produced thus far. I am blown away by Jude. I cannot believe the amount of brilliance that exists inside of one man. Can I just tell you, and I'm so excited for you to hear our conversation as we talk about what Jude calls a dramatic demonstration of proof. He says so many powerful things in the episode. My favorite part of the interview is where he literally breaks down the various areas that every single one of us as entrepreneurs need to learn how to tell our story so that we can maximize our brand's exposures and allow ourselves to be vulnerable and transparent to our audience so that they will decide to hire us at an ever-increasing rate. You're gonna love that. Make sure that you have pen and paper because it's gonna be huge for you. 
I love, also loved how he shared his personal story about being, uh, his car being repossessed a couple of times and him ready to give up at the five-year mark. So those of you who are at the five-year mark and you know exactly how it feels, hang in there as you will see as Jude talks about how his story has completely changed. I'm also completely in admiration of the way he runs his business and the, the detail and specificity with which he determines if you are qualified to be his client. Yeah, you heard me correctly. This interview has the potential to truly change your life. Let me read Jude's bio for you really fast. Jude Charles is a video brand strategist and speaker. For almost 15 years, he has been producing documentaries and videos for purpose-driven entrepreneurs. He lives and breathes your brand. He digs deep to find the compelling stories that no one else knows and then leverages those stories to scale your business. Listen to me you're about to get your whole life. If you have a powerful story and you have been unclear about how to go about telling said story, you wanna listen in. If you know that you know that you know that you need to leverage the power of video to truly take your business to your next level everything, you wanna listen in. If you just wanna hear his brilliance unpack as he talks about a dramatic demonstration of proof. You, incredible one, need to listen in. Okay, grab your pen, grab your paper, set yourself down in a place where you will not be bothered for the next hour as we jump into my conversation with Jude Charles. Jude, I'm so excited to welcome you to the Leverage Your Incredible Factor podcast. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> So take a quick moment and just tell everybody who you are in your own words. Sure. So my name is Jude Charles, and I am a video brand strategist. I um, work with entrepreneurs and help them bring their stories to life through video and then leverage that to help them grow their business. Um, I've been doing that for almost 15 years now. And the kind of clients that I love, love, absolutely love to work with are seven and eight figure entrepreneurs who are looking to take their business to the next level. Um, kind of like the work that I'm doing right now with Darnielle. So, okay. So he already said it. And you guys have heard me refer to Jude on several episodes of the podcast because for many reasons, first, um, because he's the biggest investment I've ever made it's singular in myself and my business. Um, I ain't going to put how much it, he calls on front street cause y'all might try to hire him and he might raise his rates, which he should do on a frequent basis. But also because he is the first person who helped me to understand the true significance of telling my story. Mm -hmm. I have, I mean, I've told bits and pieces here and there, and if you know me, you knew it. And I've seen the power of that in mass, but I'm also, believe it or not, as transparent as I am, there are certain things I don't want anybody to know. And he has shown me the the importance of being able to tell the stories that I wouldn't otherwise tell, but to tell them in a way that's tasteful, that honors who I am, while also empowering and inspiring others, which I, I just have to tell you, he's, he's bad to the bone, he's brilliant. Um, his eye is phenomenal. Okay, I know this, we're supposed, I'm supposed to be interviewing you, but can I just brag on you for a few minutes? Yes, like, I, one of the things I love about Jude is because of the gift that God placed on the inside of him, he needs almost no thoughts or advice in the way the story should unfold. Mm -hmm. When I get these videos, the drafts of the videos, like we're, we're moving 
a comma here. I mean, that's not a comma because it's a video, but the, the amount of tweaks are so minim minimal to his built ability to be able to articulate what the true vision was for what it was that we put together. And I just think that that is, it's gift. And, and Jude, you've been doing this since high school? Yeah, since high school. So I started um, playing around with video cameras like when I was 16. And the following, so I took a TV production class. And the following year, um, when I was 17, I was still in this class. And I, um, I had a TV production teacher who saw a talent in me, who saw that I was really gifted. And she said to me, I'll never forget the day, May 4th, 2006. She said to me, Jude, you're really talented at this. You should start a business. And at the time, I didn't know anything about being an entrepreneur, starting a business. I am the youngest of 10. My dad was a construction worker. My mom worked at a chair factory. We didn't have any entrepreneurs in my family. Mm -hmm. And so I hesitated. But by the following day, May 5th, 2006, she walked into the classroom. She handed me a yellow envelope. And she was like, here. And I was like, what is this? And she said, look inside. And inside the yellow envelope was my first set of business cards. Oh, wow. That was the first day that I became an entrepreneur and just went full throttle. And I've been doing it ever since. Wow. Wow. I, I knew parts of the, that story, but I didn't realize she had given you business cards. Like, how, how is that for belief? That's like my Miss Dixon yes. when I was 10, yeah. right? Like, yeah, that's yeah. so stinking powerful. And, and the thought that you have hone this skill like I mean he's you what did you say for the last 15 years he's like Almost. 10 y'all he's 10 <laughs> like I mean if you look at him he looks like he's 12 maybe but he's so young in comparison and to see the level of greatness that he's always already outputting into the world because yeah. he studied his craft is just phenomenal and I think everyone who is listening that knows that they have a gift and they're leveraging that gift to do the work that they're doing inside of their business like you could literally take a note out of Jude's playbook about how you do that. So let's kind of get into that. So what, after realizing that you liked it, you had the gift, the teacher believing and breathing that extra belief in you, what was it that made you just say, I'm all in, let's do this? It was the business cards, honestly. It was like someone believing in me so much that, and not to be cliche because it's my thing, but she made a dramatic demonstration. Like mm -hmm. she went out of her way to say, I'm not gonna let this kid tell me no. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I think that's what it was for me. I think it was just someone telling me that you can do this. Here's the first step in doing this. And uh, I don't often tell this part of the story, but she also even allowed me to use equipment from the school, wow. right? Like, to even get started. And I think for me, it was that that gave me the courage to be like, okay, I can do this. If yeah. that's all I need is a is business cards, which obviously it's not, but right. <laughs> if that's all I need to get started. I'm started. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's what it was for me. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Like, I mean, shout out to teachers. I don't think teachers get enough respect. I know, you know, parents are, I think, understanding teachers a little bit better right now. At the time of this recording, we are still inside of the COVID-19 pandemic and parents have been homeschooling and I know they wish they could send their kids back to their teachers <laughs> right, uh, right now. But that is just, that is powerful. So you get started you and, and the level you're at today is not the level of course no. where you started none of no. us are how did you get to this level where understanding the value of your work enough
So, you know, I, of course you didn't start where you are today, but what made you realize that you needed to take it up a notch? We've had some powerful conversations about the way you work, how you got to this. Let's talk, let's get into that a little bit. Yeah. You know, the first five years for me were brutal. So like I mentioned in the beginning, I don't, I didn't really know what I was doing. So I didn't charge enough. Um, I couldn't get the right kind of clients. I was getting crappy clients, um, people that wouldn't pay, like they, I would do the project, but they wouldn't pay the rest of the amount. Um, and it wasn't until like I started working with this client called, her name is Keisha Dior. And we were doing a documentary series on her building her cosmetic business from the ground up. Um, I'll never forget the day that like I woke up at seven o'clock in the morning and I woke up to um, the sounds of chains hitting the floor. And for me, this was always a nightmare hearing these chains. Mm -hmm. And so I get up at seven o'clock in the morning, I look outside and there's a tow truck driver there repossessing my car. Oh, wow. And I run outside. It had been the second time in eight months that my car was being repossessed. And I'm like pleading with him. My neighbors are outside. I'm a little embarrassed, but I'm pleading with him. Please don't take the car. Act like you didn't see it. Like it's not even here. Just please don't take the car. And um, of course he took the car and he, uh, you know, he had a job to do. And I remember walking back in my room. I sat on the edge of my bed and I'm just like, all right, I didn't gave this five years. It was a fun run. I, I'm struggling to make money. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, I can't keep my car. Let me, let me just call it quits. I've had fun. And in that moment, literally, like, this is God, in that moment that I'm sitting on the edge of my bed, Keisha calls. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, do I really want to pick up this phone call right now? Because I'm sitting here thinking, like, I'm going to just call it quits. Mm -hmm. And she calls now, me. Was he already your client? He was already my client. Okay. We had been working together for a year up, at that, up until that okay. point. And so I pick up the phone. I decided to pick up the phone. And I'm like, hello? And she's like, Jude, Jude, you won't believe it. You won't believe it. And I'm like, what happened, Keisha? And she's, she says to me, you know, I've just got off the phone with my accountant. You know, it's been a year since we've been doing this business. It's been 12 months. And I've made a million dollars. I've crossed over the $1 million mark. And I remember, like, pulling the phone away from my ear and thinking to myself, like, this isn't real. This isn't really happening. Yeah. Because at this point, Keisha had only been in business for a year. I've been in business for five years, struggling to make $20,000. Mm -hmm. And in 12 months, she's made a million dollars. And in that moment, what it, what it showed me was that, like, you know what? I was the problem. Mm. And why it showed me that is because there wasn't much of a difference between me and Keisha, right? Like, she worked on her business every day. I worked on my business every day. But what Keisha understood is that marketing. And she understood, like, when I gave her the documentary, the first part of the documentary, she leveraged the crap out of it. Like, she used it in every place, every... She sent it to 100 different blog sites. She was on Twitter at the time, and she just used it over and over. And what I realized was that I had this behind the scenes look into what it takes to make a million dollars, but I wasn't doing that same level of work. Mm. And so I, um, after that is when I started to, I made the decision, I didn't quit, but I decided to like, you know what, I need to, okay, I know I'm talented at this. I know I know how to make stories. Obviously I've created this piece of content for Keisha that she leveraged in order to make a million dollars. Let me go back and read look at how to market myself, how to do sales, how to tell my own story. Because up until that point, I wasn't doing that either. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what led me to kind of like building out what I have now, the picture of what I have right now in my business. Wow. That's so powerful. Like I have a not quite Keisha story, but kind of, you know, my person is, is Chris. So I was, it was 2009. 
And I had, I had, I had gone back to work because I had filed bankruptcy and, you know, just wasn't happening. And I was in this low level, low pay, high title job. (laughs) And I had a client named Chris who paid me $297 to do a 90 minute session with me. And it was $297 because that's what everybody else was charging for 90, 90 minutes. And 30 days to the day from the session in her hand in her bank account, she had $120,000 and I was eating ramen noodles and peanut butter and jelly. And I was pissed. I couldn't be happy for her. I was hot. Like the way you just explained it, I'm not sure if that was exactly how it felt in that moment, but I know in that moment when she called me and she's like, you know, similarly, darn you, oh my gosh, never believe it. I just did my books for the month and I made $120,000 last month. And I had about 297. And, and in fact, I didn't even have $297. So I'm pretty sure I had used it to be able to get my ramen noodles and peanut butter and jelly. Mm-hmm. And I, that was like, I don't ever want to feel like this again. I have got to figure out how my, for me, it was like, what is this? Why am I struggling with money? Cause I had even, and having to file bankruptcy, I had a quarter of a million dollars in debt. Mm. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Like what is going on with money? Like we have got, we got to figure this thing out, but I was like, I never want to feel that way again. And, and again, I think it's a dramatic demonstration of yeah, what not to do in Mm -hmm. order to get to where it is that you want to do it. So, so after Keisha calls and she's like, I made a million dollars and you're like, I got to figure this out. So, so what, what were the paces you took in order to learn marketing and to learn sales and, and to figure out leverage so that you could start to get in front of the right clients. Yeah, the first, I'll never forget the first course that I took, the first online course that I took at that time that I found was a course called Earn 1K. Um, And it took me back to the basics. It took me back to just, what does it take to earn $1,000? And the the thesis of that was that if you can earn $1,000, you can repeat it, Right. right? And so, and he only spent all his time talking about marketing and sales. Like, how do you get on a call with a client? How do you walk them through so that they see the value in what you're creating? Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the first course. And that's what like led me to like, even just grinding and, and grinding, not so much because I don't believe in grinding and hustling in that way, but grinding in the sense that every single day, my goal was to allow one more person to know that I exist and to let them know why I'm doing what I'm doing. And they, so I called it a one a day strategy. And Every morning that I woke up, that was my goal. Send this email out to a person that made it. They don't know who I am. They don't know what I'm doing, but they may need me and don't know that they need me. Right. Mm-hmm. And so um, that was the first thing. And then other things that I did was just like going to workshops and conferences on filmmaking, but specifically on the business side of filmmaking, mm-hmm. not just filmmaking, understanding how to use a camera or anything like that. It was more like, okay, like, how do you again, get a client to see your value. Because I think what I was doing and what I wanted to do was create these documentaries for entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know how to sell that because Keisha was the only one at that point who had even decided she wanted to do that. Yeah. Um, and later on, like two, two years after doing that is when I began to really get clients that understood um, the kind of stories that I was creating and why, how they could leverage that. And that was always the missing pieces, like showing them how to use it. Mm-hmm. Because I think up until that point, clients understood that video was important, but they didn't know how to leverage that video. Yeah. And that's where I had to become a teacher and I had to become a consultant, really, mm-hmm. in coaching my clients and understanding, like, 
all right, I'm going to give you this and we're going to make a great story, but that's not where you're going to make your money. You're going to make your money on the back end when you're actually yeah. marketing and sharing. it. Yeah, that's so good. I, I th there are two things you said that just for those who are listening, who either are right now where Jude was all those years ago, or you're ready to up the ante and go to the next level. He just shared three really powerful nuggets that I just want to pull back for you to make sure that you didn't miss them. The, and I, and I, so the first is he created what he calls the one a day strategy, which I think is brilliant. And that is just quite simply, I'm going to phrase it a little bit different, but who is one person who does not yet know who I am that in learning who I am might realize that they need what I bring to the table? Yep. Brilliant. Like if you could just do that. I mean, I think one of the biggest challenges I see as a business strategist is consistency. Mm -hmm. People are not showing up every day in their business like, like they showed up every day in their job. And because of that, their bank accounts are like, uh, are you going to put anything in me this month? <laughs> and it's creating a problem. So if they could just in, enact their own version of a one-a-day strategy, that would be huge. And then the second thing was be brilliant, be talented, know your stuff, but also go and learn the business side of what yeah. you do. I yeah. think I'm in business because... I have business acumen and I can teach people the things that they don't know. I mean, they, my clients come to me bad to the bone. Like when it comes to whatever it is that they do, they're the best who ever did it, but they don't have a clue about sales, about marketing, about systems, about infrastructure and hiring a team and how it all runs together so that it makes dollars and sets. Right. Mm -hmm. So that is really, really powerful. And then the third thing that, and you, you, these aren't even your words, but this is just what I picked up for it is change the way you see yourself. Okay. Start to see yourself as worthy of, of being a business person. One thing I hear all the time is, but I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not good at sales or I'm not a business person. I just want to coach or I just want to whatever. You have to shift your perception mm -hmm. of yourself because if you don't see yourself as worthy of being deemed a business entity then no one else will either and so I think those three things if you don't take anything else away from this conversation that's enough to get you started on a journey of creating your own dramatic demonstration inside of your business because I believe and, and you definitely co-sign if you agree that all that you need you already have it's already in you you just have to get out of the way or get somebody to come and be that catalyst to pull it, pull it out of you yeah, and I think you, you said the perfect word that I want to dig into a little bit is perspective, right? Mm -hmm. Or the, you said perception, but I'm going to say perspective because yeah. in the same way that you have a Chris story and I have the Keisha story, we both took something different out of that moment, right? Yeah. I took out of that moment, okay, this is the blueprint. I've had the blueprint. I can do it. Yeah. Whereas in the beginning, you got angry or upset versus, and then later on, you did do the work that you needed to do. Right. I think it was perspective for me that, I never knew that I could, I never had it in my mind I could make a million dollars until Keisha told me she made a million dollars, right? Mm -hmm. And then I looked at that and said, oh, well, I've got the blueprint. Like, I've been behind the scenes and seeing everything that she's been doing every day. Let me do that mm -hmm. and do it in my own way. So, and I want to, that's why perspective is so important because what Keisha was doing was selling $20 lipsticks. Yeah. I'm not doing, I'm not selling $20 <laughs> videos. It's never going to happen. Um, but what I took from that is what she was doing every single day. What she would do on Twitter is reach out to a new person every single day. She was always responding to people that would message her. She yeah. spent all her time every day, all day on Twitter. She was committed to, 
I need one more person to know that I exist and that I sell this lipstick. Yeah. Right. And let's, and let's be clear. She was selling lipstick that wasn't popular at the time. Yeah. Blue, purple, green, brown lipstick. Brown is popular, but, but you get the point that I'm making, right? right? Like, and I, so when I came up with the one a day strategy, it's really because of what I saw her doing. I took what I saw her doing mm-hmm. and, I, and with that perspective, I then created my own thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's why like perspective is so important because I think entrepreneurship, what I love about entrepreneurship is you can create what you want to create for your life. Yeah. Um, and there's, 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 um, there's other people who have done it, right? There's other proof out there of people who have done what you may want to do, or you can put a twist on it, but it's all about perspective, having the right perspective to then make the change that you want to make in your life. Yeah. That's so good. That's so good. And I love it just to, to pull out again, because I know that there are people listening right now. You know, I talk all the time about multiple six or seven figures. You know, I, I was bold enough two years ago to say, I don't want you to have a six figure business. I want you to have six figure cash flow. And people look at me like, what? And I think it's because of what you said. I never had it in my mind that I could make a million dollars. And so if you, you know, I I say all the time, you have to see it before you see it so that you get to experience it. And if you can't even see it for yourself, then there's no way it's going to find its way into your life. So when we talk dramatic demonstration, and and I know inside of your world is the dramatic demonstration of proof. If we take this construct of being able to to see yourself as able, uh, worthy, whatever the, the magic word is to fix the vision um, to generate money at that level, how does dramatic demonstration of proof enter into the way you are seeing yourself so that you can begin to realize that it's possible for you? Yeah, I think it's dramatic demonstration of proof is all about um, seeing is believing, right? You got to see it. You talk about that all the time. You got to see it before you can see it. And there's something very powerful in us as human beings when we can see something with our own eyes mm-hmm. that immediately creates belief, even if we don't have it already. Yeah, I think what's what I love about working with you and you taking the time if, if um, I hope I'm not ruining this for people who haven't seen the vision video yet. But there's something that you did in your own life where you've created a vision for yourself. Right. Yeah. And I won't I won't ruin it. So I won't say what it is. You'll have to go watch the vision video if you <laughs> yeah. haven't watched it yet. We'll put but it you, in the show notes when we write. So because it'll be live by then. Yes. Right. And, and I think. What's important about that is it creates this sense of belief for you every single day that it's a one a day strategy. It's a one a day strategy. And and it's, it's a way for you to really believe it. And there is, it's faith. It's crazy faith. Mm -hmm. And until that happens for you, until you believe it for yourself, you're not going to have the confidence that you need to have. You're not going to be able to walk away and tell people, no, this isn't the right fit. I think that's the importance of dramatic demonstration because it's not just a demonstration. It's dramatic. It's emotional. Yeah. And when you can go through that emotional experience, that's what changes the game for you. And that's what it did for me. Yeah. Seeing that Keisha could do it and then going down and actually writing how much I wanted to make, how much I wanted to charge per project, just being transparent at that time. The first uh, part of that documentary series for Keisha, I only charged her (laughs) $3,000. No, you did, you. (laughs) (laughs) But think about that, right? Like, I charged her 3000 She made a million dollars, right? Mm-hmm. But then I, I was like, okay, well, how much do I want to make? And I wrote it down and I, I wanted to make $15,000 mm-hmm. for just a one 10-minute video. I wanted to make $15,000. And the next client that approached me 
ironically, who had seen Keisha's documentary came to me and it was like, he wanted me to create something like that for him and his business, mm-hmm. completely different business, interior design. I charged him $15,000 mm-hmm. and he agreed to pay it. Yeah. Right. Like, and I think that's what's so important about dramatic demonstration is like, if you can see it, if you can even write the number down and see it for yourself and take yeah. that moment to just write it down and understand what would that feel like to even have that? What would it feel like to walk away and know I just got paid what I felt like I wanted to get paid at that time? Yeah, that's so good. Like that's yeah. like in our planner, we put we have a blank check in there yeah. Yeah. so they can write their check for the quarter. And the questions are not just the strategy behind how do I cash this check, but why do I want this check in the first place? Because it is, it's, if you can see it, then you'll get to experience it. And it really changes everything. And that, in my opinion, I mean, that how much more dramatic does it get? Right. You yes. decide, and then you just, de- because you decide and you are resolved, like resolve is a word that I would always use to describe your, your, um, the way you look at yourself as a businessman, you're resolved and you're not attached. Mm-hmm. Like even with us now, I can't remember if I've told you guys this story. So if you've heard it before, just pretend like it's brand new. But I met Jude initially in 2017, I think, or no, 2018. 18, yeah. And then he, we did a road mapping day. So Jude's process is to be, em- to be envied. I'm just going to go on and tell you, and you might want to, you know, devise a strategy to make this your process because I'm working my way to that strategy. And so, you know, we met, we connected, he, you know, he, he liked me, he liked me enough to, to want to consider the feasibility of having a conversation about working together. And, you know, we had that initial conversation. I hired him for a road mapping day and he came and spent a day with me. He flew to Delaware, spent the day with me, came in like suit and, or not suit and tie, <laughs> but like shirt and tie. I'm like, boy, we're in my house. You could be chilling. But he's like, no, that's not how I show up. Right. Resolve. And we did the day and it was amazing. He showed me things about myself that I had never, ever considered and or realized I was doing. And he had done a tremendous amount of research on my brand. I was so, I was just so impressed. And then at the end of our day, he presented me with an opportunity to go to the next level with him. And I almost swallowed my tongue. Now, I mean, I knew it wasn't going to be 3000 I wouldn't have even thought it would be 15000 but I certainly wasn't prepared for the number on that paper. And fear, immediately, fear popped up for me. And it, you know, it's the same fear that you probably feel when you're faced with an opportunity to make an amazing investment in yourself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what I always say, which I knew even as I was telling you, nah, I can't do this. I knew he was part of my next level because I know that that is what fear is. Fear is telling you that the thing you most fear is the thing you must most do. Mm-hmm. And so I, um, I told him no. And he was like, okay, well, you know what? Let's just check in later. And I'm like, okay, fine. And I thought I was the queen of follow-up because I will follow up with you until you're like, listen, can you please stop calling me? And like, he just checked in and, and but he was so, so resolved in who he was, what he could do for me and wanting to do it with and for me when I was truly ready mm-hmm. to have it done. Mm-hmm. Because if I had a, if I had a, you know, whatever the right word is to, to hire him initially, we wouldn't be having as much fun as we're having now. It would have been a source of stress and contention for me. I would have been resentful potentially because it's a huge investment. And I, at that particular point in time, just was not willing to do whatever it took. I let a year almost go by 
It's so funny because I was thinking about calling Jude, and when I was thinking about calling him, he sent me a message. So, <laughs> so sneaky, that Jude Charles. And um, he sent me a video, and I'm a, I'm a dreamer. I'm a visionary, and he, so he sent me this video, and it was amazing, and I was just like, okay, I can't put this off. And I called him. I don't even think I let him call me back. I called him and was like, I don't care how much it costs. We have to do this. Just tell me what the deposit is. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And, and it, 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 Go ahead. I actually want to dig into that for a little bit because – you mentioned two things that I, I actually want to make. Um, I want to make sure people hear and understand. The yeah. one-a-day strategy wasn't just about sending out an email and that's it. It was also in following up. Mm-hmm. So I had to learn the art of follow-up. That's when I learned it. Yeah. But you mentioned that email that I sent you and it was with a video of another client. Um, there's something that I love that I did in that. We haven't talked about this, but I want to mention it to you. Um, what I did in that video was gave you a vision of what it could be like for us to work together, right? But there's a line that I actually said in that email where I was like, um, I want you to ask yourself, why aren't you in this seat? Mm-hmm. Right? Because I wanted you to envision yourself in that seat. Oh, yeah. And I totally yeah. did. Yeah. And I think why that's important that I want to mention that is because the only reason I knew to do that is because I studied marketing and sales. Mm-hmm. Right? To make it more about you and not just, hey, I just did this cool video and I want you to watch it. Yeah. It's more like, what would this mean for you? Not what would it mean for me, but what would it yeah. mean for you? Um, and I think that's important for people to understand that I have time and time again, I get clients to tell me, you know what, Jude, I appreciate your follow-up so much. It's not that I'm busy or I don't want to work with you or I, I, you know, think ill of you. Sometimes I just don't get to the email, but your, your follow-up makes me want to get to it, right? And I think entrepreneurs, if there's one thing they need to learn, it's marketing and sales for sure, but learning not to give up. Yeah. Like, unless the client has told you, no, we're not going to work together. If you know that you're meant to work with that client, yeah. reach out to them, follow up with them. I waited six, I think it was, well, yeah, at that point months. it had been a year. Well, six months the first time. And then but it was a year since we met, not a year since we since met. We right. Together. right. You yeah. said we, we met about, it's been a year since we, you and I first met or right. something yeah. like that. Yeah. 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 And it's, and I, I mean, like I literally have a board. Uh, names on a board behind me and some of them I haven't reached out to them in in more than six months but the names that make it to my board are the ones that God told me I'm supposed to work with them and so I just whatever frequency you know initially it's probably every few weeks and then it tapers off and then it becomes every couple of months right but I just they're there because I know at some point in time we're supposed to work together and you just I just check in of when I'm doing my follow-up, because I have specific days each week that are for follow-up, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to reach out to such and such today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, it, it's, and it varies. Sometimes it's a phone call. Sometimes it's a text message. Sometimes right. it's just an email. Right. But you do. You have to follow up. And it, I mean, it's cliche, but it is also very true that the fortune is in the follow-up. Yes. And the follow-up is not just about the money. And this is what I'm telling my clients all the time. You, you are missing the point if you're just thinking the follow-up is so that you can get paid. The follow-up is so that you can show them right. that they matter and they mean something to right. you. And a year later, six months later, however much later, you are still thinking about that interaction with them. Right. Right. And that is what made the difference to me. Now, I was going to call him anyway. Right. And it was, it, I mean, it was, it was serendipitous. It was, it was God. It was all of those things because it was literally like, I wrote on my scheduler for the day, Jude Charles, like who are the people you're going to call today? Jude Charles. And then I come and log on and check my email and there's an email from Jude Charles. I'm like, oh, so yeah, we're clearly talking. I don't know if it was because God was like, look, let me just have Jude reach out to you just so you don't try to back out again. 
Because you playing with what I'm trying to create here. I don't know, but it was it was serendipitous. And I think it's just it goes to to purpose. Mm-hmm. And and when there is purpose, nothing can upset purpose. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, which I think is also the reason why you couldn't give up and why you had to have your car repos like everything happened the way it was supposed to happen so that you would get finally sick and tired of undervaluing yourself. Right. And yeah. you know, the women who are listening to the podcast are probably tripping because they don't normally think men undervalue themselves. Oh yeah, right? absolutely. We think it's a women a woman thing that we don't know how to charge and we don't understand our value and our worth, but now you know that it's not just, and I, I mean, I've had other, you know, male clients that I've worked with that have had the same issue. I mean, um, even just being transparent, right? We had a conversation about road mapping and the price of what road mapping was versus okay. what it is today, right? And where you were telling me, you're under, for the amount of work that you do, you're undercharging. Yeah. Right? For, the, for, for how you show up and what you bring to the table for that client before you guys even work together, you're undercharging. So, yeah, I think men go through the same thing that... Yeah. Um, women go through as far as undercharging themselves, but I think it's also just in not truly understanding the value that you create until someone else tells you, until someone says like, this is so valuable that I would have paid more. I always paid attention to that. Yeah. It's like when a client tells me I would have paid more, the client that paid me the $15,000 at the time, mm-hmm. he told me I would have paid $40,000 for what you created. Yeah. So what do you think the number jumped to after that? Right. 40000 $40,000. And I didn't right. take on a client unless I charge that amount, right? Yeah. I think that, so yeah, I think men go through the same thing. It's, it's just, it's hard to know. And you, you have so much fear built in yeah. that you don't know that you should be charging more. But, but yeah, I just wanted to make sure to point that out. Yeah, no, and I think that that's good because I, and I gave that to Jude for free. I did not charge him for that information, just so you guys know. But it was because I needed him to understand that his work like just, just that day. And so in fact, from the day and making the decision that at that point in time, I was not ready to move forward and hiring him. One of the things that he suggested that was in the roadmap, I started to do that I had never thought of doing before Mm -hmm. just from what he said. And it had already started to pay dividends just from doing that one thing. And he, even as he said it, he said it kind of flippantly, (laughs) (laughs) But it was that powerful nugget that I was like, yeah, no, this day by itself, especially because he's traveling on his own dime, you know, he's booking his own hotel. I mean, the amount of work, the amount of research. Jude is the one who told me how many testimonials I had on my website. (laughs) I had no idea how many we had. So it's just really, really important that you understand even how dramatic the demonstration that you are for the clients that you serve is. And most people don't take the time to get to that level of specificity. And it's a lot of work. Oh, so I think I started telling you guys how Jude works so you could understand his process. So, so he, you know, he decides and and I love that he's in, and I I said the word I would use is resolved. He's completely resolved in who he even takes on as a client. He is not swayed by the money. Now, you know, you heard him talk about repossession many years ago, but today, He's not swayed by the money. He's swayed by his gift and what his spirit tells him about the clients that he should be working with, which I just think is phenomenal. And so he has this road mapping day. And I don't know, do you offer everyone you roadmap the option to work with you? Or are there sometimes no. people where you're like, nah? Yeah, sometimes I don't. I, I'll tell them, look, right now is not the right fit. I'll yeah. still give them a plan, a roadmap. 
yeah things that they need to work on in order for us to be the right fit got you yeah, yeah. so so then he so he is making the decision at every turn and what i want you guys to hear is that it is your business and you get to decide yeah. do not let your prospects bully you into becoming your client don't do it and if you have um the not or the notion in your gut and your spirit that this is not right trust it because it's not right i have so many times because i you know i just want to help people and i'm i know i know i'm not supposed to take somebody on as a client and i do and then i get bit like and not necessarily bit just because they don't pay because i've had people who paid all the whole time but they were just not the right fit and it was not inspiring it was draining and it was like a job instead of the work that i'm called to and it's just not worth it and so yeah. i think the the dramatic demonstration needs to run through every chord in your process and make sure that at all times you feel in the most important part of you at your core that this is the thing you most should be doing right now would you agree yeah. Jude? i'd agree i think the reason why incorporated road mapping is because it is hard once you realize this is a bad client to make that separation to say, we're not a good fit to work together. Yeah. Road mapping gives me the way out. Mm -hmm. So to clarify, like road mapping is when a client comes to me and they say, Hey Jude, I think we should work together. The first step is in doing a road mapping strategy session and they have to pay for that. Right. And, um, I even make it clear that we're, you're not a client yet. Like this is just to make sure we're a good fit. I'm going to go through this day with you, look at your company, look at your story, look at your brand, and then we'll decide if you're the right fit. If you're not the right fit, we don't move forward. If you are the right fit, then of course I make the offer for us to move, move forward together. But that road mapping gives me the way out to see, okay, this is not the right fit. Yeah. Let's, you know, let's not even go further. And I think it was, it was again, hard to do that because in my industry, video production, film industry, that's, people aren't used to paying for a plan up front. Right paying for a roadmap up front, but I knew my time was valuable. Mm -hmm. And I knew that what I'm giving them is valuable. Like, like you mentioned, you took what I gave you that day and was immediately able to implement it and make money from it without me having to do any extra work. Right. Right. And so um, I just wanted to clarify that like roadmapping is the way out so that you're not stuck working with the wrong type of client. Cause it does take time to figure that out. It does take time in the very beginning to build that relationship to see like, is this a client I'm going to enjoy working with? Cause right. we should enjoy the people that we work with. Absolutely. It's a relationship. Sure. Yeah. So, um, and so from road mapping, spending that day is when I then make the offer and then we work together. But um, I think more entrepreneurs should be doing that. They should be, even if it's something as simple as charging a hundred dollars, $200 to say, let's sit down and actually figure this out that person will take you so much more seriously. Yeah, definitely. I agree. I've, I've toyed with changing our, I mean, we still do a complimentary discovery session, but I've toyed with charging something for it. We don't, right now, we don't have people who don't show up and we have a great close ratio because we vet and vet and vet on top of vetting the people that we actually sit down and have conversations with. But I, but I agree. I think that it, it's valuable just to be able to create a very clear understanding of what it is you see and then and even evaluating whether or not what you see is what you want to be involved with right because you know all money isn't good money and i mm. think that you know people who are in this just for the money are missing the point it's really about doing work that as i like to say shakes the planet right and mm -hmm. and creating that ripple effect as you are going through the process that really makes a difference um right. yeah. 
So when you say, now, now let's talk about dramatic demonstration of proof in, in your work specifically. So not how I've kind of made everything fit into it, but like legitimately you're working with a client and, and well, you know what, let me not tell it for you, you tell us. So what do you mean in, in terms of video brand storytelling and production? What is dramatic demonstration of proof? So earlier I mentioned that dramatic demonstration of proof is, is seeing is believing, right? It's, it's um, what I believe is that hearing something said a thousand times is not as convincing as seeing it once. Mm. And um, when I'm going through a road mapping session with a client, they're telling me a lot of stories and they're telling me what their core values are, what their philosophies and beliefs are. Mm -hmm. um, they're telling me how great they are, all those different things, right? But what I'm searching for, I'm often a detective and I'm searching for the truth because what I need to present to the world so that other people can know that you exist is this proof of what you're saying. So for example, like Darnielle says her lovely, her, uh, one of her core values is love, showing God's love. And in the, in one of the videos that we created together in the purpose video, I have, I'm showing you cooking breakfast for your um, clients in the kitchen. To me, that represents love, mm -hmm. right? And many people don't know that you even do that. It's not the first time that you did that, right? right? And so many people don't know that you do that, but showing that dramatic demonstration of you waking up that early in the morning to cook breakfast before anyone is ever downstairs, like that's a dramatic demonstration. It's like seeing what it is that you say, mm -hmm. showing versus telling. We're going to tell too. We're going to tell stories, but like showing what that looks like. Um, and so there's five different demonstrations. There's behind the scenes, live illustration, social proof, transformation and unique mechanism but again i'm looking to just bring your story to life in a way that people will believe it not just i am a business growth strategist and i'm one of the best to ever do it but they're getting to go through that experience through a dramatic demonstration yeah um and so that's what i do and that's what that is yeah yeah that's good so if people are at home and they're trying to i mean not necessarily you know, pick up a video grammar and try to create dramatic demonstration of proof. What are maybe two or three things that they could begin to do in their work that would mm -hmm. begin to illustrate that for them? So I'll give a few examples. So live illustration, there's a live illustration that you do that I love, um, which is with the water and is it oil, right? No, it's water, iodine and bleach. Water, iodine and bleach. Mm -hmm. And you're telling the story of how like we start our lives pure, right? Like water, it's clean. And then when other people come into our lives, like our parents, we, you pour in this iodine and everything turns black, right? <laughs> and then you come back with the bleach and it become, begins to come clear again. That live illustration is very simple. It's something you can do at home, right? Mm -hmm. It's something you can do in your own kitchen. Um, and the reason that I'm mentioning that is because I think there are certain concepts that we have as entrepreneurs, certain things that we do in our business, that people can't really wrap their head around. Yeah. Right? And I think that's one of the ways, like, just being at home. This is one of the, the I'm holding up a phone, and the, your phone is the most powerful tool that you have in your hand because it's a video camera, mm -hmm. right? It takes pictures, it takes video. And I think that's one of the things is looking at different objects in your home and looking, how can I illustrate what I do to someone else in a way that they can tangibly understand it in a very simple way? Like, if you had to explain it to a fifth grader. Mm -hmm. Right. Like that science live illustration that you do is something you can explain to a fifth grader if you needed to. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the first step. Another one that I don't think clients are doing enough social proof. Mm -hmm. 
getting their clients on camera talking about the experience of working with you, talking about the problem that they had before they started working with you, how you solved that solution. And this is the most important piece. How did life change for them after? Yeah. Yeah. It's not just that they were able to make more money or, or that they were able to do whatever X, Y, Z. The result is it's how did their life change? Right. So it's a mixture of social proof and transformation. But um, one of the best ones that I love that I've ever seen is this fitness instructor who gets a picture from her client and it's a picture of the client going on a plane. And what that picture represents is the first time she hasn't had to ask for a seatbelt extension in her life. Oh, wow. Yeah. That isn't about just her losing 50 pounds or 100 pounds or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It's about not having to go through that embarrassment for the rest of her life. Yeah. Or that, that emotional feeling. I'm calling it embarrassment, but it may be something else, right? And so that's another way. I think just getting your, your, your uh, clients on camera talking about what you did for them and how their life changed afterward. Mm-hmm. Behind the scenes, I think it's just, I think that's always the hardest for, for entrepreneurs, but it's really like looking at how you do what you do. Um, and showcasing that and, and mm-hmm. showcasing like, okay, if, for example, if I'm creating a roadmap, what does that look like behind the scenes? Like, what is all this research that I'm doing? How many different, how many hours does it take? Um, and putting that together. Mm-hmm. And then unique mechanism. I mean, that we could take that in a lot of different directions, but unique mechanism is what is this system or process that you have that you've created that you know gets your clients results time after time again, and then how do you illustrate that? Unique mechanism is a mixture of behind the scenes, social proof, and live illustration. Mm-hmm. But, and that might be more advanced, but I think that's another one is just, cre- just creating the system, creating the process. Right. For this year, your theme is next level everything, and so we're illustrating what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Because now you're, you're beginning to understand like this is bigger than just a one year theme. This is an entire brand. Oh yeah, yeah, we're working on the brand stuff right now. <laughs> right, and so I think it's really just about like looking at how do I create visual representations of what it is that I create in my business? Not just telling me words, not just telling me the stories, but how do I visually represent this? One of my uh, clients, Andy Enriquez, created this live illustration that I love that he created at his event with um, a very tall guy standing on a chair and then a shorter woman, the shortest woman in the room, tugging on him and pulling him down. But what he's doing is trying to illustrate like how easy it is for people who are on a lower level to pull you down and be careful who you tether yourself to. Yeah. Right? Because it's going to be hard to pull them up. Now, you're listening to me say that, but if you go watch that video, like you instantly get it. You watch him, he's going to be telling it to you, but he's also showing it to you. Right? And I think that's what we're missing as entrepreneurs. We are visual, as human beings, we're visual creatures. And so create more visuals in your business, even if it's not with me, because here's something we haven't talked about, but I do want to mention, I don't take on a lot of clients. And that's why I do things like podcasts so that other people understand how to do this for themselves. Um, I only take on five clients a year and that was purposeful for me. But I want other people to understand that you can create these visuals even if you don't have a a video person on your team, you can create this for yourself using your your, uh, cell phone. 
Yeah, that's so good. Yeah, I was going to definitely tell them. <laughs> Everyone, of course, as soon as they watch a video, they're like, who created this video for you? And I was like, okay, yeah. first of all, he's not a videographer, just so we're clear. Yes. Please. Second of all, he's got an entire process. I'm happy to do an introduction, but that don't mean you in. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which I think all of us could take a note or a page out of your book, if you will, to make sure that we're doing a better job of determining who are going to be the people that get to work with us. Because when we don't, when we are not, let me use resolve since that's what I said the word I will use. When we're not resolved about who we are and the value that we add and bring to the table, we will be like, you know, the, I forget the exact analogy in the Bible, but the tree that is, is planted in quicksand. Like it's not, it's not going to stay versus the one that is planted in, you know, on solid ground and good soil. Like you, we all have the responsibility to do that in our own businesses. And you, you know, it's like Kevin Hart says in, in whichever one of his comedy acts, you're going to learn today. Like you, it only takes for you to not pay attention to the importance of doing a better job of picking your clients before you'll start to make sure you do a good job of picking your clients. <laughs> like. Yeah. Because yeah. it is really important for your own livelihood and the amount of energy you need to have and have in reserve in order to show up as powerfully as you want to show up. Yeah, absolutely. And it, the only way I can show up powerfully is if I take on less clients. Part of that for me was, so in 2010, at the time, I had 21 clients. It's 2020 mm-hmm. now, and I only work with um, five clients a year. And I make 12 times more than I made back then. Yeah. Right. But the other part of that is the kind of client. I'm always curating the kind of client that I work with because Mm -hmm. for me, it isn't just about creating a video or telling a story. It's about that work being out there and changing someone else's life. Yeah. Even though I will only work with five clients a year, I still get to impact thousands of lives through the work that I create. But the only way that's going to happen is if I curate the kind of clients that I work with. Mm Mm-hmm because that's the life that I wanted to create for myself. I didn't want to have to think about hundreds of different clients and managing all that. I wanted to think about who are the five clients that are changing the world. Mm-hmm. And then how do I become a part of that? Um, and again, this was something that's not done in my industry, mm-hmm. right? When we talk about perspective in the very beginning, I think it's something else that's, that's important with perspective is look outside of your industry and look at what other people are doing outside of your industry in order to then take those notes and then bring it back to what you want to create for your business. Road mapping is not done in my business. Yeah. Um, only working with five clients a year and charging a very large amount is not done in my business. Yeah. But I incorporated those things because I knew that's the life that I wanted to create for myself. Absolutely. Right. And so I think that, yeah, that's, that's important to understand that you you can curate the life that you want if you're willing to change your perspective. Yeah, that's so good. Oh, I need to write that down. I'm going to have to listen back to this interview anyway, because I was supposed to be taking notes and I was all like this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I'll catch it when I listen to the replay. But um, but yeah, I think, I think that that is so good that you can curate the life that you want if you're willing to change your perspective. Like, yeah. oh my gosh, that, hold on. Let me get my purple hand clapper. <laughs> you, I mean, you, you definitely have earned yourself a purple hand clapper just, just because of who you are. And not even just in the work that you do. I hope you guys have been 
blessed by this. I just do want to do a quick re recap before we round out our time together. This just goes so fast. Yeah. So if you're trying to, as an entrepreneur, small business owner, figure out how you can enact dramatic demonstration of proof inside of your work, you can use live demonstration. And the question you want to ask yourself is, how can I illustrate what I do tangibly so that a fifth grader would get it? Mm -hmm. can use, and you should be using social proof asking your clients to tell not only why they hired you and, and the results that they got, but how did it change their life after? Because you're looking for the after effects, right? When the earthquake happens, yeah, it does some damage, but it's the after effects that really, really wreak havoc. Or in this case, it's the after effects that really transform the way that they get to show up in the world. Behind the scenes is really just taking a look at what it is that you do that people may not even realize that you do, but that allows you to be what they see out front. And then unique mechanism is really asking yourself about what is the system that you have that gets results for your clients and how do you illustrate that? And that is often going to combine live demonstration and social proof with it as well. Mm -hmm. And the, the overarching theme that I want to make sure that you're taking away from this is to create more visuals. Yes. And then yeah. you said this, Jude, just when talking about how you, you work and only working with five clients a year was powerful. So I wrote it down. What are the clients, who are the clients that are changing the world and how do I become a part of that? Yeah. That's yeah. good. That's so good. Yeah. So juicy good. Okay. I know you guys have loved hanging out with Jude as much as I have. I will put his information in the show notes for you so that you can reach out and find out if you make the cut. But I'm just telling <laughs> you, like, it's possible it might not be, but just kind of be prepared for that right now. But before we get out of here, Jude, I have to ask you my three uh, rapid wisdom questions. So the first question is, what is your favorite quote? The, uh, my favorite quote comes from Reginald F. Lewis, who was the first African-American man to build a billion dollar company um, in America. And uh, his quote is that I'm forgetting right now, unfortunately. <laughs> Keep going no matter what. Keep going no matter what. That's the way that I live my life. Sorry. Uh, no, it's yeah, all good. Yeah, the quote is keep going no matter what. And I think when we talk about follow-up perception and all those different things, that's what that is for me. It's being relentless. Um, keep going no matter what. Absolutely. Yep. And then the last book that you read. Shoe Dogs by Philip Knight. It's uh, one of my favorites. I had taken a long time to even open up the book. I had it for a while but I kept hearing great things about it. And there are so many juicy lessons in that book for entrepreneurs um, where he tells it. stories. And it's amazing to see the beginning of Nike, who that's obviously a very big company now, but where they started from mm -hmm. um, in their first 20 years of business, which wasn't pretty. Yeah. And I, yeah, I recommend that to a lot of people to make sure to read that book, Shoe Dogs. Okay, awesome. And then the last one is, what is one tool you swear by to grow your business? Leverage. Mm. Leverage. I'm always looking at how do I take what I have in my hands. I have gold in my hands and I'm not looking for other shiny things. I'm looking yeah. at what do I tangibly have right now in order to be able to leverage that further along. Um, quick story and how I want to tie it back to everything that we've been talking about. That mm -hmm. email that I sent you with a project that I just finished, I leveraged it to um, incite you to work with me. That's me using leverage is I'm looking at what do I have that'll make this, um, that I can get to my next level and work with someone else. That's good. Good stuff. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. Uh, I was definitely excited to be on and we made it. 
very magical today. Yeah, yeah. I, I was sitting and I was like, I need to, who, who should I interview? And your name just popped right in. I was like, why didn't I think of him on my own? Like, yeah, yeah. so yeah, thanks for, for stopping by. I know that everyone who's listening, they're on the edge of their seats and <laughs> their lives will be better if they just take a fraction of what you shared and start to use it in their work. So thank Absolutely. you. I appreciate that. I deliver or did I deliver? I mean, it was a powerful, powerful conversation. I'm thinking back to many of the things that he shared that I really, really loved. I loved when he talked about how his teacher gave him the business cards. That was his very first dramatic demonstration of proof. And that dramatic demonstration of proof is the reason why he's still here today. Well, between that and Keisha calling to tell him that she had crossed the million dollar mark in her, in, in her business and him having a mindset reframe to realize that he he could actually have a company that generates that kind of money and he could absolutely help other people to be able to do the same. I love, I just love everything about what Jude does and is and, and how he shows up in the world. I love that he says you can create the life you want if you, if you change your perspective. Wasn't that good? It was so juicy good. I, I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. I hope you have notes lots of pieces of paper fill up, filled with notes. And I know that you're going to want to reach out to Jude. So you're going to want to make sure you check the show notes so that you can find out exactly how to connect with him to learn about everything that he has going on. And I just want to encourage you, if you were as blessed by this conversation as I was, to make sure you take a quick moment and rate and review the podcast. We're so excited about all of you who are coming back every single week to check out the new interviews and new solo insights that I'm sharing with you. I am beyond blessed and have so much immense gratitude for you helping me to make this a top podcast. We are currently in the top 200 in our category on chartable.com, which it just blows me away because I am loving doing this for you. And I know that you are loving it as just as much as I am. Quick shout out to my Six Figure Cashflow Club. If you are not already a member of my exclusive community on Facebook, it's the place where you can come to get more of me in between the podcasts. I go live and do trainings and laser coaching in that group just for that group. I don't even go live for my personal page anymore. So if you would like to get down and deepen our connection, I recommend you do so by visiting sixfigurecashflowclub.com. Thank you for joining me for the Leverage Your Incredible Factor business podcast. If after listening to this episode, you know that it's time that you stop playing and praying small, you should go grab my Grow Your Business Toolkit. Based on the pillars of business optimization, this toolkit is the only resource you need to get crystal clear about what it will take to take your business to the seven-figure mark. Go grab yours today at growyourbiztoolkit.com. And if you enjoyed our time together, do yourself a favor. Head on over to iTunes, subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. Until next time, remember you deserve to scale your business, shake the planet, and fund the life you crave. Take care.